0: Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Derek Strauss with Gabrosh, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Sue Tripathi. She's from IBM. Uh, she's a partner in data technology transformation. And she's also an industry thought leader, and you know a lot of the, her commentary today. She's going to be really bringing you know, the collective experiences that she's had as an industry thought leader, not necessarily always expressing IBM's specific um, thoughts on the topic that we're going to be discussing, but certainly bringing all the experience that that she's had in her uh, career to date. So, uh, Sue, welcome. Thank you. So, um, we're going to be uh, diving into a really fascinating topic, all really around the age of artificial intelligence. One of the things that's really interesting you know, in, in um, the chief data officer's mind is how do we get involved in this whole thing of artificial intelligence? Uh, what's the best way for us to lead our customers and our companies into this age? Uh, what can we do that's going to be meaningful you know i think a lot of chief data officers and chief data and analytics officers are hearing about the promise of ai but also hearing about some of the spectacular failures and things that people shouldn't be doing uh, you know and there's all this hype about what it can do and then there's all the counterpoints of what it can't do and you know don't get too carried away on certain things so you know it's it's a fascinating area and and all chief data officers and chief data and analytics officers are very interested so there's going to be a great uh, interview series here with you uh, Sue we're looking forward to that Um, the uh, maybe I can just ask you just to quickly introduce you know your background and uh, and and some of your current focus
1: yeah well thank you I'm delighted to be here and delighted to be part of this network. And, um, you know, I've been a consumer, an avid, and voracious reader of what CDO does with the forum as well as with the magazine. And then also being part of many different networks. So let me uh, delve first into a little bit about my background. So as you mentioned, um, I work with large multinational companies, including IBM, um, Accenture, Entity um, Data, um, in healthcare with uh, Anthem, which is now Elevance Health, with United Health Group, with federal and state government in the US, outside the US. So I've been very privileged and feel very, very blessed. Now, my background is actually I have a doctorate in healthcare and stats. So there was no concept, now I'm going to date myself, there was no concept of AI when I began school. And, uh, but the foundational pieces of what we are building on, when we talk about LLMs, large language models, or when we talk about data foundational models, or when we just talk about data, this has been in existence for the longest time, it doesn't matter which Um, area you've been in. Even in history, even English majors have dealt with data, some kind of information over a period of time. And some of them have become stalwarts actually in the field of AI as well, because we are talking about language. And some language then and how we go about figuring out what sets of information or what data sets are very important to us And when I say us, I'm not talking about and representing an organization, as you said, more from a thought leadership point of view, I think what we have to think about is what makes sense to a customer. And so if you look at the Amazons of the world, if you look at the IBMs of the world, if you don't look at all these other large multinational groups, if you look at small regional or national level organizations, governmental, non-governmental agencies, commercial agencies, Everybody is thinking about how do I serve my citizens better? How do I serve my clients better? What does that cus- customer experience mean? How do I get that information and improve my processes, my businesses? What is the value of data? How can I derive value? So I think the genesis of the uh, the last 25 years has been that. At the core of it, today it's a buzzword, data-driven data driven culture, data-driven organization, deriving value out of data. Well, the reality is data has been around us. It will continue to be around us. It is about figuring out what makes sense, but not what makes sense to Derek and Sue, but what makes sense to the people that we are serving in service of. And so once we get that piece, then we can start mapping out what that journey looks like. So, my core existence has been while I'm armed with a PhD, I'm armed with many different experiences that I've had across uh, for the past 25 years. It really is that foundational piece hasn't changed. The two being, who am I serving? Why is it of importance? Who benefits the most? Is it everybody in the ecosystem or I'm only coming from a uh, limited lens, which is only about the business? Businesses don't exist without consumers and customers, you and I and the rest of the world. And then also what sets of data make most sense? So this is where enablers such as, I call it enablers, generative AI, chat GPT, et cetera, et cetera, bring everything in a much faster more timely, more real world data where businesses can make decisions that has an impact not only on their costs and their efficiency on their operations, but also for the customers. So then you start improving directly or indirectly customer experience. Now one has to be very careful and I'm sure we'll explore that about the pros and cons of generative AI, Uh, during our conversation here, but that to me is what I've been doing since of rattling off about where I have worked. I think the question I think you asked is, what have you been doing these past 25 years, Dr. Tripathi, and how has it benefited the customers and the clients and the businesses and anyone who's been part of that ecosystem? What has your contribution been? And I'll end it by saying this. One of the key things that I would like to... Uh, say is data is being digested and consumed and should be digested and consumed and distributed irrespective of whether you are in a data or in a transformational or in a tech role. Um, And so my pet peeve is, please don't limit it to data analysts to data scientists, to anyone who's in data or IT or security, it is meant for everybody. It is where you'll find hidden gems across the business who will help you in that transformation. And every single person within your business is actually an asset to you, just as data is not just an asset, it's also a product. But in the same way, people are absolutely intrinsic uh, to this journey, irrespective with of whether or not they are part of your data analytics, um, you know, um, a business or a business group.
0: Right? Yeah. Fascinating background and uh, you know, it's certainly uh, something that, that uh, you've learned a lot of lessons along the way, which is what? great that you can share with us now. So one of the things I want to pick up on that you just mentioned was data being a product, you know, and, and as we kind of start really diving into some of these, w- when you say a data product model, what, what is it and, and what is your approach to that?
1: Yeah, so you know, very simply put, uh, view this as it's a framework. Data product model essentially is a framework, and it is a process of developing and delivering your different data products within an organization. So it outlines the various stages, the components, the activities where you're going to create data driven products that leverage your data assets. So if you are a CDO, a chief data analytics office or an officer, you're responsible, say primarily for the management of the data, the governance of the data, the utilization of the data, the literacy, hopefully within your organization or even for your clients. And so you play a very crucial role I would think in driving Now I'm using buzzwords, data-driven decisions, right? And extracting the value from the data assets that you have. So, you know, think about it this way. A CDO, for example, uh, an approach would be is about strategic alignment. Strategic alignment that aligns with the goals of the business, uh, strategic goals, as well as your approach where you are supporting the overall objectives of that organization. And one key objective, as I said earlier during my introduction, was around customer experience, right? And so customer experience at the center with operational efficiency, growth, revenue, et cetera, et cetera. The second part of it would be more around an approach would be more about efficiency. Efficiency could mean different things to different people. And I've sometimes heard efficiency and efficacy used in the same breath. They're not the same thing. So efficient data product development, which means that you're using a systematic framework for developing certain types of data products that ensures that you have, quote unquote, the right processes, this is where lean management could come in, the uh, right amount of resources, the kinds of methodologies that are important and should be in place, and that you have a developmental life cycle that eliminates waste, you're reducing redundancies, you're improving your speed, your efficiency from deriving value from the right sets of data products to your customers. And I'll quickly say two other things, especially if you're in the commercial space around data monetization. Um, So, you know, leveraging a data uh, product uh, model or of that framework, you can identify ways in which you can monetize your data assets, right? And this allows you as a CDO to explore Innovative ways to package and deliver data products, and then of course you, you are going to incorporate uh, data governance principles. Uh, so you're going to be in adherence to regulatory requirements, regulatory compliance, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and adhere to uh, quality standards or data quality standards, privacy laws, ethical laws, ethical standards. Now some of these are. Privacy laws in the U.S. are different, say, from the EU laws or laws in Asia, Latin, and so on and so forth. But ethics it has become an issue, especially when we are talk, going to be talking about AI, hopefully, somewhere during our conversation. So I'll, I'll stop right there because I said a whole lot of things around, uh, you know, what is a data model and um, how can it benefit as a CDO? How can you, it help you and your business and, most importantly, your clients?
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, the the thing to really underscore that you've mentioned is the fact that, you know, it's all about the customer. At the end of the day, the customer experience, I think that's that's something that people really need to always bear in mind. You know, as a CDO, I think a lot of people um, have also tried to find Allies in the organization, in the rest of the C-suite, and one of the greatest allies I've always found has been the chief marketing officer, because the chief marketing officer is all about the customer experience, and uh, and so I would encourage any of the uh, audience of our uh, of the CEO magazine that are are uh, leaders in data and analytics to also you know, rope in their uh, their chief marketing officer to listen to, to this discussion that Sue and I are having, because I, I think there'd be some, some really interesting synergies that would come out of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this uh, for our audience, uh, just for your understanding, we're doing this in three parts. There are three segments to this interview. We've just completed segment one, which is focused on laying the foundation and talking about the the data product models and so on. We're going to take a break now, and then we're going to come back and look at the second topic, which is the role of technology. And the again, a kind of a buzzword that everyone's using these days, modern day architecture, modern data architecture as well. Um, So we're going to come back and look at that. And then the third segment is going to be specifically where we're going to dive into the generative AI it's a, uh, issue that we've been uh, alluding to already. So segment three is adapting to generative AI. So I mentioned those two forthcoming segments to whet your appetite and to make sure you come back and join us. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's it for now. See you on segment two.
1: Thank you. Yes. yes.